Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. So let's crack on. He wants to uh, he wants to introduce the show today. He wants to kick things off. Oh, I'm too tired. No way. <laughs> Kairos? Okay, looks like it's me then. Okay, three, two, one. Get the energy up. Get the energy up. Okay. You're not joining us, Kairos? You're not getting the energy up? My energy is always at this level, so it's hard to decipher whether it's low or high, because I'm always high. Mm-hmm. Just saying, that's, that's literally how I operate. At any second, I could just, I could spat. It doesn't matter. You know what? This is going to be the, the, the video intro that I'm going to use on Twitter to introduce the oh. show. So there, there you go. This is what people are going to be putting up with. Maybe you should hold off on the videos until I can set up my real setup. I want, I want them to see this. I want people to see this and be like, I'm a broke bitch. I ain't got no fucking money. I can't compete with this. I want people to think that when they see me. But right now, like, this is a bad representation of my ability. It does look like you got locked up and we're just visiting you in jail. Yeah, you got, John, ten minutes left. <laughs> you got John Jones vibes right now. <laughs> anyway, that is the start of the show. <laughs> Introducing uh, Locked Up Kairos and uh, G. What's what going up? on, people? We, we, first of all, G, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Working mm. like a slave. That's about it. Okay, wow. and playing and playing my Oculus, which I'm now obsessed with. So. <laughs> That's about it. I like you, Kairos. We're going to be joined uh, shortly by Chisanga. Chisanga is still on the clock. He is still working, but he's going to siphon off some of those hours by uh, surreptitiously coming in here for a few, uh, well, maybe more than a few minutes. But Kairos, what have you been up to, man? I was working like a slave, but then I was able to quit one of my three jobs. So now I'm goofing off every single chance I get. I'm giving y'all hell till I go to heaven. Sounds like a plan. I love when uh, when people work like slaves but become the master. Okay, I made that up and I don't get anything, nothing. I wanted to say something more, but I felt like it was an unnecessary shot at someone who doesn't need to get shot at. So I was like, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do that. Because <laughs> I remember you want to know something crazy. No, no, I'm gonna say. It. You know, crazy. You don't have to include this in. Remember when I was arguing with Zeus like a year ago? Yeah. <laughs> This is that same thing that happened. He was like, no one's going to want this, that, and the third from you. No one's going to. I'm like, and I said, bitch, I'm going to get to the point where I make my stuff and they can track me. I'm not working for these people. I'm working with them. And he didn't understand that concept. Then, bitch, what's up now? What's up now? Where Tell you him. at? Tell him. This is Tell staying him. in. It's too much fire there. Too much yeah. fire. Yeah. Where's he at, Kairos? Where's he at? Tell him. I don't know. 
Anyway, shots have been fired before, you know, we've even brought anything to the table. I mean, speaking of bringing things to the table, I'm going to spin the bottle right now and I'm going to go with G. What are you bringing to the table this week? What up? Okay, what I'm bringing to the table is the destruction that we saw in the last UFC fight, which was Islam Makachev. The man is on a roll. He's on a tear. He's a monster. He's a wrestler. Nobody can stop this man, in my opinion. However, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about he doesn't deserve a title shot, okay? I think he does. He's got 10 wins in a row. His wrestling is advanced. I don't think anyone has an answer for him, whether you give him a top five or a top 10, but I guess motherfuckers need to see it, whatever. What my question to y'all is, and I'm going to start with Michael uh, Morgan, excuse me, Michael Morgan, does Islam Makachev deserve a title shot or not? Sell me your angle. Yes or no? Sell it to me. I would say yes. What we have here is Khabib Namagamadov 2.0. We've got a Dagestani killer. We've got somebody who was ruthless. We've got somebody who was a finisher. More importantly, where are our stars is something which you were lamenting a week ago. This is our potential star. He is definitely star material. Plus, I really do feel, okay, Kairos, I can see your face. I really do feel- I'm too. You see mine too? <laughs> yeah, he, he's got something that- you can actually work with by way of a personality, but it does need to kind of like be fanned, does need to be kind of like flamed ever so slightly because let's just face it, it's non-existent, it's dry, it's brittle. That's the only drawback. But right now, what's really selling it is the notion that we're looking at the birth. Actually, no, we're looking at the second coming right. of Khabib the Magam Madoff. Okay, before I pass the mic, let me come from Mike's neck real quick. <clears throat> Um, before I pass the mic to Kairos. Mike, is he a star? Yeah, kind of, sort of, because he's got the Dagestani thing and yada, mm. yada, yada and the wrestling. But his personality is dry, like a fucking hospital wall, like the wall you see behind Kairos. It's dry. It's bland. <laughs> I'm unsure if he's going to be the star that you speak of because he does not have the Conor McGregor appeal whatsoever. He doesn't even have the Khabib cuteness appeal like, oh, I like hamburger. and bah, 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 bah. He doesn't even have that shit. He just puts his one finger up and does this and acts all weird and quiet. I don't think he has the star thing, but I'm going to pass the mic to Kairos. We'll jump back on that mic. But Kairos... Sell me the title shot or not for Islam Makachev. Time out. I have a bonus question for you, Kairos, when you're done. Go. Listen, first of all, fuck Islam Makachev and fuck his title shot, okay? Does he deserve a title shot? I'm, I'm going to be unbiased and say yes. Does he deserve to be next for the title shot? Fuck no. Justin Gaethje's out here putting on performances even though he doesn't have to, fighting people in the top five even though he doesn't have to, have to and he's staying active i'm sick and tired of these dagestani boys getting up here coming out the womb with 17 fights against nobodies and jabronis and then they come into the ufc dance around some guys of the likes of tiago moises and other like come on y'all y'all really think this person deserves the next shot over gaichi i i, I put out a simple tweet i said i don't think islam should be given the next title shot based off of beating an unranked opponent and what did i get in my in <gasps> who's next then? Who's next then? It's as if we don't have a top five of people who could be next other than him. Who's next? Who, 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 who? Anybody else could be before him right Not anybody else. But I think Justin Gaethje's chance is a lot stronger than Islam's because opponents face, opponents beaten, and that's it. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve one. I'm not saying he shouldn't get one. I'm just saying he shouldn't be next up as far as trying to – he's not a star. 
And I'm sick of hearing that shit. I'm sick of every time we see some fucking wrestler who can barely speak English and is winning fights <laughs> and goes on 15 fight winning streaks is a star. The motherfucker ain't a star. You go up to some random fight fan outside and say, who is Islam Akachev? I, I think 40% of the people are going to say, I don't know. I think 40, I, I feel confident saying 40% of people who watch this sport, because most people watch this sport aren't watching it like us. I think 40% would be like, I don't know who that is. And if they do, it's like, oh, he's that guy who fought Bobby Green last weekend. Or oh, he's, he's that guy who, who wrestles. He's, he's Habib's friend. He's Habib's project. It ain't nothing to do with Islam being Islam. It's his association to Habib is his star power. That's what I'm getting at right now. His star power is not his own. It is proximity to other people who are larger that makes him a star. Same as how Dylan Dennis, people are very familiar with Dylan Dennis, not because of his own merit and ability and accomplishments. It's his proximity to Connor. The same way as how it's always been in this sport. Very few of these people are actual stars. So them trying to sell the star power angle, dumb. While I'm on this topic, let me roll it back a little bit. Do I, because people keep saying this dumb shit. Some person said Islam is, people are saying Islam's boring. Islam is not a boring fighter. His fighting style is not boring whatsoever. I keep hearing people saying that other people are saying that. I but I likely, yeah, but I don't see anyone actually saying that. I hear people saying that people are saying that. I might be clueless, but I ain't see that shit. I think they need to stop saying that shit. Y'all need to shut up, okay? Just stop complaining and stop bitching because it's not even a problem that's existing right now for me. I have a quick bonus question, like I mentioned before, Kairos. And Mike, plug in here. I don't mean to just cut you off and give my <laughs> and give Kairos the shine. I know you want to come for my neck because of what I said about him being the star. Yeah. But yes, the real I know, I know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna good. Get you're good because you read my face. I'm like, you wait, you wait. I know you we just get back in the ring. Yeah, we've been podcasting for a minute. I know you. Hold up. We're going to get back to you discussing him being a star or not. You, you heard what Kairos said, but the bonus question to both y'all, especially Kairos, I'm noticing that fans don't really like dominant champs anymore. And if Islam becomes a, a champ, I'm sorry, he's going to be dominant. Are the fans going to warm up to him if he becomes a dominant champ? Or is there some new trend where fans don't fuck with dominant champs? What do y'all think? Kairos might jump in. I think that's absolutely Bullshit. It's nothing to do with whether they do or whether they don't. Remember who is crafting this narrative. Remember who's building stars and star power. It's to do with the dominance that not only occurs in the ring, but outside it as well. If the UFC are actually pouring uh, their PR machinery behind him, he will become a star. Like it or loathe it it's down to how much they will invest in him as an individual. Now, he's not a star now, but mark my words, if they were to actually pour that machinery, pour that resource, pour that energy into him, he will be a star. May I interject? What about if he's a dominant champ? Didn't you notice that fans kind of don't like dominant champs anymore? The last one they really liked was Anderson Silva. If you're a wrestler and you're dominant, they, they don't, they don't like like the champs like that. Oh, as much. Hold on. Why, 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 are why are you discrediting John Jones, a dominant champ? They loved John Jones until he started to fuck up. I don't know. I'm seeing a trend that dominant champs, people start complaining about them because they're too dominant. Look at um, what's the little guy, uh, Mighty Mouse. Look at him. Look at you know what I'm saying? Look at Valentina Shevchenko. They like her, but they, they complain about her style. I don't know. I'm seeing a trend with dominant champs. Kairos, what do you think? They hate dominant champs. They complain about it every single time. They are begging for them to either leave 
or lose or move up the division. I'm getting so sick and tired of it because they want to pick. If it was their favorite fighter, they'd be okay with them being a dominant champion. But when it's not their favorite, oh, my gosh. Hawaii is a, oh, Robert should have won. Oh, Kobe won. Bitch, he lost. Get over it. Do you think they'll champion? Do you think they'll do that to Islam? Because I think he's going to be dominant as a champ. No, because they pick and choose every single time. First, they love active champions. Then they love dominant champions. But then they praise and worship people who aren't active and aren't winning either. I'm not going to go down this road because I always go into this spiral of attacking the same three fighters. And people accuse me of hating. And I am a hater. But I'm not trying to have that argument today. I'm not trying to have that argument today. But guess what? The fan base is the most collective group of hypocrites and whiner babies. And that's coming from a hypocrite and a whiner baby. That's Ladies all I got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, Chisanga Malata has entered the chat. How are you doing? In the names, in the words of Raspicia Lattimore. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, it, it took me a while to, to join. I am still technically on the clock and diving in and out of uh, late night Zoom chats. But yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with what G is saying and what Kairos is saying. Mike, you're you're tripping. Yeah, I mean, I leave I leave you for one podcast and you're straight up tripping. He's not even there. He's, he's walked away from the he screen. He disrespected you. You showed up. He was like, "F that man." <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like, I mean, just look at the um, the reaction and the criticism that Adesanya got for his victory over Robert Whitaker. Um, people were saying, "Oh, that he's boring." Oh, yeah, he needs to he needs to take more risks and. And what have you. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, he's going to take, well, what, you want him to take more risks against an elite middleweight who um, who's run through everybody else just for your own entertainment? And are we forgetting that the, the aim of this game is to uh, to get in and get out with as elite uh, punishment as possible? I mean, yeah. Right. You know, some people need to, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and you, you, uh, you brought up perfect examples of... Um, of John, even though Mike disagreed, people were were hating on John t- towards the end of his uh, t- towards the end of his title reign. Maybe because of the Santos, well, even before the Santos and the Reyes fights, people were saying that, oh yeah, well, John isn't flashy if, if anymore. He's not taking his, enough risks. He's not he's not being diverse with his striking like he used to. And yeah, uh, so yeah, people just hate on hate on dominant champs. It's it's true. Yeah, it's, it's, my, a, it's becoming a trend. I haven't seen a happy d- fan with a dominant champ, I swear, since Anderson Silva. You know why? Because he was so flashy and dominant. But outside of that, it's Kairos is right. They want Valentina to move up to have the fight that she's had 50 fucking times with Amanda Nunes. They're never satisfied with her winning. You know, um, they complained about Khabib. They have the GOAT conversation with him all the time. They don't respect his winning streak and his dominance. And then I'm telling you, if Islam, would, I'm predicting he's going to be a dominant champ like his, his motherfucking cousin. And watch them complain about it because he doesn't have the personality of a Conor McGregor or anybody even close to Conor. And his wrestling style is dominant. And he's going to win all the time. And fans are going to like not like this. And I wonder if, you know, if the UFC even backing him can make him that star that Mike thinks he's going to be. Gee, did you hear what I was saying beforehand? Because I thought I left my, my mic on mute. No, I, we all heard you. You all heard it? Okay, then Zoom isn't working because I did press the mute button. But, <laughs> but anyway, all right. Um, Mike. I, uh, I come with my hat in my hand. I've, I've brought no talk to the table. I've just brought myself. What's, what's new? What is new? What's new? Uh, Jesus. 
I'm still rocking the homeless look, as you can tell. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. Yeah, you let the side down. Saw you out there kicking it with Israel Adesanya looking like a hobo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, to be honest, I was going to go to the barber, but then I thought, well, because I'm traveling to Vegas tomorrow, I was like, I need to limit my contact with people, because especially going to a barber shop, could potentially get COVID and then might not be able to get into the States, so... That's that's my excuse. I'll send you all a, a fresh picture of my trim when I get it tomorrow, tomorrow morning. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who's up, who's up next then? I'll go. I'll go. Since we're on the topic of Islam, let's talk about Islamophobia real quick. Real quick. I'm not talking about the fear of Islam. I'm talking about the fear of Islam Makachev. I keep hearing this bullshit about all the ranked fighters in front of them didn't want to step up. My question to those people is this. Do you think it's true fear of fighting Islam Makachev or the fact that they're taking on an opponent who's going to be ranked beneath them on 10 days notice? And if they lose, they're out of their position. I am so, you know what? We don't need to rant on this. In fact, I just saw an update right now. I just saw an update right now. Because Rafael Fazib is out of his fight, they're looking for potential replacements. Islam Makhachev just, just, well, he tweeted, I don't know if he's serious. He said he's willing to step in at 170 to fight RDA for their wow. original bout that was supposed to happen. Okay. I, uh, yeah. My question is this. I wouldn't hate it. You wouldn't hate it? No. I wouldn't hate it. I'm, if Islam steps in and takes this fight, I will stop talking bad about any person from Dagestan no. and Russia for two okay. months straight. <laughs> if he steps in and takes this fight, win, lose, or draw, I will stop talking all this shit about him. How do y'all see this fight going? And should and does this fight leapfrog him over Gaethje or someone else in the title picture? Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I'll go first. I mean, it'll be a badass move for him to to, to do that, and it'll be obviously one of the quickest turnarounds in in UFC history. But. Uh, as it as it pertains to uh, what it does for the oh yeah well RDA is fighting at, at lightweight I was about to say okay yep. okay um, if he wins and he uh, RDA is a uh, is the ranked opponent former champion that puts him in in great stead for for the title fight I I, I don't think it's gonna force the UFC's hand and then for them to screw over Justin Gaethje but I mean that would guarantee him a title shot at the end of the year for sure if he was if he was to beat me even if it's at 170 i mean obviously you've got to give the man some slack he just fought yeah. a few days ago he's probably he's probably been enjoying good food and, and well i was about to say alcohol but i'm pretty sure he doesn't drink alcohol but enjoying some good food and enjoying his life afterwards so um yeah you you wouldn't hold that you you would like to think that uh people wouldn't hold that against him but in this community people would well we oh well there was a short notice 170 fight we don't know even know if he can make championship weight but anyway if he beats rda first of all props to him and i'll give him a round of applause if he does take it because it's uh rda still no slouch even though he's been a bit hot and cold over the last couple of years but if he wins then yeah title shot for sure you see, I'm in exact agreement with you because I was talking title shots even before this breaking news item came up. How badass would that be? How on brand would that be? How befitting of the UFC narrative would that be? I mean, this, you couldn't write a better road to the title. It's absolutely brilliant. 
Love it. Definitely. Sign me um, up. Yeah. I think Justin Gaethje gets the title shot regardless of whether Islam wins this fight or not. I think Islam is worthy of a title shot, but I kind of agree with Kairos. There's other people in line. So whether he jumps in, saves this fight and fights RDA, whether he beats him or not, I th- I still think Justin's next. However, um, I know Kairos brought up like people being scared of Islam Makachev. I don't think any fighter fears another man because this is what they do for a living. But I do think Islam Makachev is the type of fighter where it's low reward, high risk, you know? And it, I think the low reward thing is even debatable because if you do beat him right now, because he is a hot commodity, yeah, it'll, it'll bump you up the, you know, the rankings or get you closer to a title shot, but there's no money involved. It's not, it's not a red panty night when you fight Islam Makachev. And on top of that, it's a huge risk because he's a really dangerous fighter. So Kairos, I don't think they're scared of him. It's just a huge risk and you're not getting a payday fighting this guy. So shout out to Bobby Green for, for doing that though. In, the, in his last fight, he took that risk. He got beat the fuck up quick in the first round and hopefully he got paid, but he's a crazy motherfucker. So I'm not really surprised he did that. But most fighters, I, they're not afraid of Islam. Again, it's a risky fight with a lot to lose. Speaking of Bobby Green, I know we're jumping subject to subject, but I have to get this off my chest. What was Jimmy Manuel smoking when he predicted an upset? What strain of weed was he taking? <laughs> because I couldn't believe that when I saw that on the timeline. And he is my boy. You know, he's my guy. I will ride for Jimmy Manuel, but bro, come on, son. Come on. Yeah. Anyone? Who picked him outside of Jimmy? Was Jimmy like really the only person on this planet that picked him to win? Yes, I can't. I can't think of anybody who said Bobby Green <laughs> was going to force an upset here. I mean, he Jimmy, there are a few people than rooting than for him. Though. Does that count? Does rooting for him count? Because there's a few people who are rooting for him, like rooting. rooting I was. I wanted him to win. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. Nah, that's that 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 doesn't count. That doesn't oh, count. No, I mean like me picking him. Like I think he's going to win. Yeah. Oh. Well, then uh, I, don't, I didn't see too much of that. No. <laughs> he lasted longer than That's I thought sick. he would. I mean, who would pick him to win? Like, yeah, Bobby Green has good wrestling. No doubt. You've seen him get out of scrambles. You've seen him do plenty of switches to get back up. But that's American wrestling. And Islam is like levels ahead and, and doing a different kind of wrestling that no one has an answer for. And I certainly didn't expect Bobby Green to have an answer for that. I did expect him to light him up a little bit, but even that didn't happen. I, 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 I truly think that Charles Oliveira is the only person who might, and I, I even say might be able to contend with Islam on the ground. But um, that, 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 that top game that he showed against Bobby Green and the top game that he showed, obviously, against Dan Hooker and uh, his previous opponents, it, it, it's frightening. It, it, it actually, it's, it's frightening. I, I can't imagine what it's like to be, to, to have someone on top of you just taking full control of like ma- literally manhandling and ragdolling you. It's, it's almost like, yeah, I'm going to use this analogy at times. It's like 
a man fighting a, a child, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, a, it, it's a strength discrepancy. That's what it is. Like, yeah. I agree with you. I think Charles can contend with his jujitsu, but I don't think Charles is going to be strong enough to get that jujitsu off. It just seems yeah. like Islam is just a lot stronger than his opponents think. And once he's on top of them, they can't get up regardless of what level jujitsu they're at or how good of a wrestler they are. You know, you have to combat the wrestling and then on top of it, the brute fucking strength. Have you seen the muscles in this kid's yeah. back? Fucking scary. I know, but the thing is, what I think as well, it, it'll be fascinating because Oliveira is out of the two of them. Like these two are going to fight at the end of the year. That's 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 my opinion. I'm picking Oliveira to uh, to beat Gaethje, and uh, yeah, that's it. But anyway, that's for another episode. It'd be interesting to see how the fight actually plays out because Oliveira is just I well as he has done in his last four or five fights, he just comes forward at people now because he's so confident with his striking. And obviously he has no fear of being taken down. And there's a big striking discrepancy between Islam Makachev and, uh, and, and Charles in the feet. And also Islam, like Habib, most of his takedowns occur by the octagon fence where when his opponents are timid and afraid of being taken down. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when you meet him in the, when somebody meets him in the middle actively and somebody who has, well, world-class Brazilian jiu-jitsu and who has a better striking arsenal. Correct. As we don't have a subject this week, as you've come here <laughs> with, with, with your, your whole face with nothing but just <laughs> gassage. What does um, fight week post COVID, because we're supposedly coming out of COVID, look like for you now that you're going to be covering UFC 272? Uh, well, I've actually not received the uh, the fight week schedule yet, which is uh, quite bizarre. But obviously, it's only what time is it in in Vegas? It's only two o'clock, so I'm sure we'll, I'll, I'll get that. But normally, it's uh, it's media day. They do a lot of things now specifically at the um, at, at the Apex because they just want to keep everything in-house, whereas beforehand they'd have uh, media days at hotels or even at the, at, at the arenas. But I'm anticipating, as it was for 269, I'm anticipating it to be a media day at the, at the Apex, and then there'll be the press conference on the Thursday, uh, weigh-ins on the Friday. Hold on a minute. Those press conferences, you see... I suppose this is kind of like a a bit of an odd... Press conferences in terms of, yeah. (laughs) I I suppose the scrums, I mean, my Mm -hmm. reminiscing on the days where you could obviously get in a huddle. What does that look like now? What does a media scrum look like now? So it's so we're literally we're, we're sat in uh, in the back room at the apex. We all have our individual tables, and they just put the fighters up on on a table. It's kind of like miniature. They hold like their own miniature press conferences. So it'd be like, it, well, we just fire questions from the back. Obviously, we're not around them as as we were beforehand, which is something yeah. that I miss because it's a it's a bit more intimate and and. It's, it's, it's more close and personal. It is more. It's more. It's more personal. Yeah. Um, hopefully, that's the case for for UFC London because I wonder what. Well, up close and personal. Yeah, but because I'm, I, I wonder, I wonder what they what they're going to do because otherwise, or or maybe what they're going to do, they're just going to um, have all the stuff at the athlete hotel and just rent out like you know an events room and then just have individual tables or what have you for for people and then replicate the uh the format that we've got at the apex here 
but it'll be interesting to see because obviously this is their first um, first venture to Europe since the pandemic uh, began two two years ago. So it'll be it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, hopefully we we get back to that because obviously, as you fully well know, Mike, the the <laughs> all bets are off now in the UK. <laughs> in terms in terms of COVID, we're just running wild out here now. But uh, yeah, it's. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's it's still thoroughly enjoyable, but I do miss the um, being being in the media scrums and and what have you. And the, uh, I'm not too sure if Bellator have been doing that because I had scheduling issues with uh, the with the, the the last media day. I couldn't make it, but for this one coming up in May, hopefully, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming they will do. But um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll let you know. I'll, I'll I'll send you pics and make sure I get my fresh trim in each angle. Just to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gone will this homeless look be? It'll be gone soon. Okay. Well, I suppose rounding out the show with this subject is kind of apt as we are on the last day of Black History Month, and I just wondered, just wanted to have a kind of I don't know. We have been, I think, for the longest while, gaslit about how much the UFC has been doing for Black History Month. I didn't get that sense of them going that extra mile this time round. I was expecting, considering we are emerging from COVID, I was expecting, I don't know, donations to Black schools or donations to Black or deprived areas or just them actually making good on this whole thing about we are here for the black community because this is what black history month represents and um it's not just about us being performative and saying well here are our black athletes trotting them out like some kind of like old slave auction this is our talent i just cringe at the thought of them just putting this on just to basically promote themselves. So maybe I missed it, and that's why I'm asking this question, whether I'm ungrateful, because that is the question, or have they done enough? So let me just rephrase that because that sounded a little bit muddled. Am I being ungrateful because they've done this, that, and the third, and you're about to tell me what I've missed? Or have they, well, is there more that they can do? I feel that there is more that they can do just in case there was any ambiguity over what I was just saying. And I'm going to start with Kairos Bodley. You know what? I'm going to be fair to the UFC. They spent a lot of money on that lower thirds logo that said Black History Month, but they would alternately turn on and off. I know they spent a lot of money on that. They took a lot of time out of their day. But it's been so difficult to get to that point and to do those things. So like, you know what? Salutes you guys. That that really inspired me. I felt proud to be an African American, and I was just like, "We that's exactly what we deserve." You know, like comparing it to what they do for other people, I felt like we got the better end of the deal. You know, they spent four hundred thousand dollars to fight fire, literally setting money on fire, and I thought that wow, at least they didn't do that for us. You know, at least they didn't give us that money so we could waste it. You know, and it wouldn't be put to good use because that's what we do. You know, and another thing, I thought that it was brilliant. I, th- I thought the whole thing they learned from their mistakes. They didn't use Michael Chandler. They didn't use anyone. Now they didn't use anyone. So I, I, they're learning. They're, this is an active evolution of the sport and of the organization, and I am proud. <laughs> 
I'm so when I when I when I was watching these fights this this month, I just I was giddy. I was getting up in front of my TV. I'm like, this is the shit that I love. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I think the UFC did a great job. <coughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I know I know you obviously said it tongue in cheek, but uh it, really it, 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 <laughs> it, um, it, I, I don't even know if you can call it an improvement that uh, they didn't use Michael Chandler for <laughs> for, 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 for this. Um, although like like you said, I I, I know that they were um they, I think there were a couple promos during some of the events of I haven't watched all of them, so I, I, I can't I can't uh, say with certainty. But I know I think during the uh, two seven one there were a couple of Black History Month promos and and what have you. But um, again, I haven't I haven't really seen that much. Obviously, um, yeah. Well, I was about to say obviously because we're over here in the UK and stuff would be geo blocked, but you'd at least see it on the timeline still. If you uh, if you know what I mean, but I know that obviously they 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 set up like a like a, a Black History section of their um of of of, of the website. Uh, I think it's UFC.com forward slash Black History. Um, and on that there are a, a few good pieces. Um, uh, there, there was one that came to mind of uh, who was the first African American comment at. Jim, Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Yeah. So they, mm. they did a did did a tribute to him and then uh, a couple pieces on the uh the, the first African American athletes to compete in the UFC. So um and I yeah, I mean it, it was it was it was good to see, but obviously, yeah, I, I think I think obviously more can be done to to highlight it given um given the historic and iconic moments that African American and just in, in general, black UFC fighters have, have given the given the promotion. I mean, again, I know Kara said it in, in tongue in cheek. They but <laughs> they they've made a, a step, albeit a very very small one, in beginning to in beginning to go in in the right direction. But again, it, it as it, it goes back to what, what you said as well, Mike. You need you need representation of all. Um, of, of, of all minority groups, whether it be um, African-Americans, Latinos, or, or um, groups of other sexual orientations to adequately, for, to show companies how you adequately, uh, adequately, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not appeal to, but how, how you adequately show that you're, 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 that you're allies with, with, with the minorities, if you, if you know what I mean. But if you aren't have if you don't have that diversity in representation, then subsequently you get situations like the Michael Chandler one uh, the year before, well, not last year. Yeah, it was last year. So yeah, more a, a lot a lot more can can be done. Um, whether it's a priority, I I, I don't know <laughs> whatsoever. You you can only tell tell in time. But um, we'll we'll see what happens with the. Well, no, it's a, it's an American company. I was about to say we'll see what happens with the UK. Black History Month. Maybe they do something with that. I mean, that would be a, a step in the right direction if they were to recognize it over here and then specifically <clears throat> uh, highlight the achievements of uh, Black British fighters. But I mean, if well, uh, they didn't uh, last year. They didn't. So they didn't last they year. So hence, hence why I'm saying it would be a step in the right direction if they did. But if I was to, um, <laughs> as it was often the case on my uh, report cards back in back in the day. 
is that improvements can be made. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I used to get could do hard or could could work harder if he tried. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Um, real quick, before you hop in, Carlos, I'm going to just give my little tidbit and then give you the mic. Um, I wasn't really expecting much from the UFC for Black History Month. My bar is kind of low, but I did notice like, Chisanga said like they did have promos I think they had like black athletes kind of give themselves shout outs or just be like oh black people have done so much for this country and then like moved on so they had like these little black people did a lot segments from black fighters but my the bar was low I really expected the UFC to showcase black fighters getting knocked out or some shit for you know black history I didn't I didn't really think you know after the Chandler thing I, I, I didn't really expect much and I expected them to have another oh my god we fucked up moment you know what I mean so and I don't really expect this company to do a lot for black history month i mean it's the ufc and it 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 targets you know um a more of a right wing type of um you know fan base because that's what mostly the fan base is so i don't really think they're gonna shell out dough to kind of appease to black people and then you saw last year what they did they spent money showing white parents taking care of a black child which is not really uplifting the african-american community or celebrating our history so I didn't expect much and I'm just glad they didn't do something fucked up this year. You know, so that that's my take on it. Kairos, what you got? I know your hand was up. I heard a quote. It was something along the lines of negligence looks like maliciousness. And, you know, for a minute, I think this might be the one case where this is just overwhelming negligence. Remember what they did for the LGBTQ community for like they were trying to celebrate them. Like, here's these gay shorts. Here y'all go. They just gave him some rainbow shorts and that was it. They was just like, Here, that, that's what y'all get. That's what y'all get. I don't think I've seen them do really anything for anyone ever. <laughs> I'm thinking about this right now. Like, I ain't never seen no Hispanic Heritage Month. I never seen nothing done for Native Americans. I never seen anything like, I think, <laughs> I'm like, as much as I want to hold the UFC to the grill after all I just said, I'm looking back at this, I'm like, <laughs> This is negligence. I don't think that's just, I think this is just pure. We don't know what to do. So we're not going to do anything. <laughs> I mean, think about any sort of marginalized group in America or any group that needs representation and give me a great example of how the UFC represented them. Give me just one. Just give me one. Um... Give me one. Yeah, uh, I'm just struggling. One. No, no, I'm not trying to be funny. Just I one. Know, I know. <laughs> well, maybe I, if um, maybe if Nico Montano had actually made weight, they might have done some Native American section. Uh, they were some Native Americans. <laughs> they wouldn't have done nothing. If they did, it would probably be offensive. You know. I don't know, but uh, yeah, Kairos, I um, I can't actually provide. Uh, an, an answer to your to your to your query. Uh, I, I I can't. <laughs> Mr. Morgan, can you just one? I, I've got nothing. I really have got nothing. G. Not even one. Not a damn thing. That's why I, I I like. I can. I really do think it's negligence. I think their department in marketing. I think their department and like I'm sure they have a creative a department of stuff like this to pitch ideas. I think they just can't think of anything. I think they're. <clears throat> I just, I refuse to believe that entire organization is like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck y'all. No, no, Cyrus, Cyrus, I, can, I, I completely agree with you on, on, the, on the part of negligence because 
Remember the build-up to UFC 207? It was all to do about Ronda Rousey. She's back after the hiatus. She's back. She's back. There was no highlighting of the fact that Amanda Nunes was the, the first openly gay uh, mixed martial arts champion. And if and, and, and I don't know the... Um, the, the the diversity of the uh, of the UFC staff members, but you would like to think that, uh, and I'm pretty sure this would happen if there was uh, a member of the LGBTQ community there. You would like to think that somebody would highlight that to them and say, "Look, okay, we've got a major opportunity here to um, to, to to bring it to bring in in this audience and to just show that look, it's not um, th this sport isn't just." Uh, it isn't isn't just thugs in in a cage, and there's there's um there's no homophobia doesn't matter in in this sport, and you can become a champion. Do you know what I mean? But that opportunity, like it was it was it was a huge opportunity that was missed. A huge opportunity that was missed for them. So, yeah, I th I think what you uh, what you said about negligence rings true. Okay. Oh, that was hilarious. Before we wrap up. UFC 272 is on our doorsteps. Oh, doorsteps? Doorsteps. What are we each looking forward to? For me, it's got to be Umar Namagamadov versus Brian Keller. I, I just like the fact that this mystique of Namagamadov's. Now, I know he's just, um, he, it's, it's in terms of proximity. It's not like he's, it's his brother or anything like that. But I love the mystique of the name. And that's what's kind of like attracted me to it. And the fact that he's unbeaten. I can't wait to see that. How about you, G? Uh, featured prelim, Jalen Turner versus uh, Jamie Malarkey. I think somebody's going down. I think this is going to be fun and violent. I'm picking Jamie, but you never know. Jalen got some nice hands and he's improving. But i am definitely got my eye on this fight. Kairos. Listen, I got to talk about my baby. It's Agapova versus Marina. They, everyone wants to talk about the real grudge match between Colby and Jorge. I feel like that's been, they gave that to us a year and a half too late, maybe two years too late. And I don't think it's going to be that competitive. <clears throat> Agapova versus Morose, they've been talking so much. You remember what Morose said when Agapova first got kicked out the gym? She's like, she's on drugs. She's an alcoholic. She got kicked out because she tried to stab these people. She's a drunkard. Look at her eyes. She looks like a junkie. She was talking so much. She would go on IG Live. And people would not ask her anything about Maria at all. And she would just start talking about her. She would just start just trashing her. And Agapo was like, she, after she beat her, after she beat, who was it that she just beat? Um, the 25-year-old, who's a beast, too. Oh, my goodness. Sabina Mazo. Yes. She got on that mic. She's like, where that bitch at? Line her up. I want, I was like, okay, this got it. This fight has got to be made. And everyone just forgot about it. Everyone was just like, maybe it's because people hate women. Maybe it's because they don't like Maybe they don't know them. Maybe they didn't see the fight. But I'm telling you, this fight's gonna be crazy. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to distance. I don't think it's going to distance. And I'm excited. Like, I'm gonna do a video on that. I'm gonna do a video on that. That's how excited I am. Chisanga. Oh, um, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Bryce Mitchell talk about uh, the oh, conspiracy God. again. <laughs> no, so that that is no. a good. Point. <laughs> No, that is that is that is a very very um good good matchup. But uh, Karis did steal my sleeper one uh, of Agapo against uh, Moroz. The yeah, because that that is like legit beef. I can't wait to see the face off. Yes, that is that. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see the face off between them. But other than that, who am I looking forward to on the card? 
uh, well, prior to um, the cancellation of it, I was really looking forward to seeing Manon Furio against uh, Jessica I, because uh, Manon's uh, oh. she's a straight killer, but sadly, I think it was Jessica that was forced to withdraw from the fight. But okay, who else am I looking forward to seeing on that card? Um, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll just ride with you. I'll go with uh, Umar Nurmagomedov. I mean, he hasn't fought oh. since. No, okay, you know, I say okay, all right. I'm, all right, I'm gonna choose two. All right, I'll go with Kyra. Oh, you know, you gotta pick one. Pick go one. Put, Whose side are you on? Me or Mike? Whose side are you on? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I mean, in in keeping with the name of the podcast, shots fired. I've got to go with the beef, right? So it's uh, yes, Agapova against Morozov, man. I mean, yeah, That's she, good. yeah, to to randomly accuse her of like drug use, <laughs> and violent threats. I mean. Out, out of absolutely nowhere as well. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, as you said, she, um, she also said, didn't she accuse her of stalking the wife of a fighter who was pregnant and she's threatened to stab her? Yeah. Yes. And she was like, she escaped a satanic cult. What won't she do? I was like, oh my God. She <laughs> beat her ass. Yo, I was like, yo. If someone oh. said that about me and they sanctioned a fight against this person, <laughs> murder, murder, mur- and this is two women, murder. That's what I'm, people aren't talking about this trash talk. I bet if they're both English speakers and they like, oh my, this fight could be so much bigger. And, and, and again, dropped it. If, I, if I was a UFC promoter, if I worked in media, I would promote this. I would get, <laughs> I would have some like bitch fight. You know what I'm saying? Like I would promote the drama. I, the UFC is so like, y'all, y'all got this when it comes to promotion. It's crazy. You could have made this a featured prelim off of the drama itself and got those two fighters hyped or the early prelim drama, you know? Like, it's a shame. What can you do? Okay. Well, bullets back in the guns and uh, guns back in the holsters. Actually, that doesn't make sense. Why would you... Do you need to eat? Are you tired? (laughs) Anyway, I'll scratch that. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll edit that bit out. You need some milk, yes, brother. (laughs) 